0: and i am stretching pretty hard to fit this movie onto our channel uh brian you know that there actually is a rebel moon comic though yes that that's that's what sold me on on reviewing it, it was the whole video was a,
1: pre, a prequel comic i guess yes yes yeah, i haven't read it um i don't think i will read it
0: <laughs> oh so it's funny because you and i were on a thread with danny from the Lassercast cast and chris too um and uh you made some kind of comment about this movie. You were kind of implying that it was kind of rough for you, huh? I didn't like it very much. Okay,
1: okay. I don't want to flat out say, it, like, I found some positive things. To like, I don't know. I have a lot. There's a lot of questionable things in this movie, I think. It's a very okay. flawed movie. I don't necessarily think it was bad. I I probably would be interested enough to watch the the, the, the next part.
0: But it's a very, very flawed movie to me. Okay, okay. So, guys, we're talking about Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder's uh, Netflix movie that was just released this weekend. And, um, you know, it's it's very clear that this movie was Snyder's pitch for a Star Wars movie when they when Disney had just gotten the rights for Star Wars and they were, like, scouting out new filmmakers. They decided not to go with him and his take, which was essentially... Seven Samurai or the Magnificent Seven set in space or set in the Star Wars universe. And um, I actually liked this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. So that's why I want to go through <laughs> with you, Brian, why you think it's a very flawed movie. I want you Can to I tell ask me.
1: you. Well, let me ask you one question. How go did ahead. you feel about this movie from the trailer?
0: Okay, okay. So from the trailer... Okay, for me, Zack Snyder has like a taint to him because of his followers. Like the fact that he's got these like crazed followers that like will like bomb reviews and and like just like always defend him. It it really turns me off, right? Um, And so whenever I see a trailer, I always think it seems pretentious, but it's always visually cool like this this trailer didn't really excite me i was like wow this is a long trailer i remember seeing that and i guess that kind of translates to the movie too because the movie feels long too so okay so this this is probably where where we divert
1: i actually like the trailer i was interested in watching it Uh, i i'm i'm a sucker for uh for sci-fi with like deep lore and backstory and i felt like that was what they were going to give us here and maybe they sort of did but um
0: Ultimately, it was too snidery for me. <laughs> it really is the best way to say it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, so what what makes something snidery? Um, slow mo. Um, this
1: this, <laughs> this kind of weird, like trying to be edgy thing, sort of. This is like trying a little bit too hard, and uh, and and more slow mo. Um, <laughs> other than that. I think I had, I just had a lot of weird, just like practical, logical questions about it. Like, you know, we start this movie off and, you know, we're in this like peasant village. It it, it literally could have been a fantasy village. Like there's nothing about anything there that didn't say, I I think there was one fluorescent light. (laughs) Like that was the one thing that maybe that that separated this from like, you know, uh, something in in medieval times to a sci-fi movie. Right. And it really baffled me. It's like you're seeing spaceships and laser guns and armor and all that, like power armor, and all this shit, robots, and they're literally a peasant village. Yeah. It was visually and culturally like just weird. It just didn't didn't gel. Um and and on top of that too, like the whole crux of the movie is you know, these, these kind of outcast heroes banded together to save this one singular peasant village. <laughs> yeah yeah like there's yeah. a point where they go to this other this other large planet with this big city and where this king is kind of protecting these other other existing rebels and they're like oh we're gonna borrow you to go save this village and then and then they get annihilated like why yeah. not rally around the fucking city <laughs> um i i just i kept thinking like, like yes the comparisons of star wars this movie are, are, are definitely there this definitely was some kind of draft of Zack snyder's star wars movie um, yeah, I, I kept thinking back to A New Hope. How A New Hope in nineteen seventy seven sold me on on how a, a peasant farmer could look somehow futuristic and science fictiony, right, uh, right, w- without technology of any kind or you know great production or any, I mean I guess it was good production, but you know, um, you know minimal technology involved, and yeah, it just yeah. didn't gel or vibe in that regard at all, like when something can do something so much better with so much less
0: so long ago, it's like what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love your points. I especially love the fact that like they're gathering this team of like almost like superheroes like like space opera superheroes to go save this one lame ass village. I think that's my favorite point you've made this morning so far. Um, but what kind of threw me off was that they go, like, traveling to go start their recruiting. And, like, that first place, that little saloon they go to, that's on the same fucking planet as the lame-ass village, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. They, they like walk,
0: that, but, yeah that kind of throws me off, too. I mean, I, I know it's essentially, it's like, okay, well, here's the farms and stuff, which is almost like Luke's, like, it's like a set of farmers that are like Luke. And then here, now they're at Mos Eisley. Yeah. I get that, right? And that's where we meet Han Solo. And that's where we meet Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Charlie Hunnam he's actually my biggest problem with the movie cuz he's got like some kind of weird alien Irish accent in this Okay
1: so I have to say here um I I have not seen Charlie Hunnam in that many things I did not watch Sons of Anarchy yeah. I do like him in Pacific Rim yes. I don't think he's a good actor I, damn.
0: I, I I I him
1: him if you put him and Jason Momoa in a movie I probably wouldn't watch it
0: damn Man, um, the Coors Hair School for Acting this morning, man. I'm sorry, he's not. He's like, uh, I can't remember. There's
1: this movie. Oh, what is this movie? Uh, Crimson this Peak. Movie- what? Crimson Peak. He's no, in that. I, I didn't see that. Uh, this is a movie with with him and Colin Farrell in it. Uh, they have these very thick English accents, and and there's something. And I, I kept seeing this one clip of of Charlie Charlie Hunnam uh, like confronting these kind of like English street toughs. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, why did someone put this on here? Did someone think this was, like, cool or good? Because it, it's kind of, like, laughably bad. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I don't know. I'm I'm sorry to Charlie Hunnam. I'm sorry to Jason Momoa. I, I don't think you're good actors. Or maybe you're not casting the right parts. I don't know. But he was a bad Irish
0: Han Solo. <laughs> yes, yeah. His accent was so off-putting that it would take me out of the movie. Like yeah. him just talking. Now we're gonna go to this planet, you know. Let's go yeah. find the guy with the big bird, you know. It's just like, because I know that he doesn't have an Irish accent. He's he's from like Northern England. That's not his accent that he has. Yeah, he's he's English. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean,
1: the the recruitment drive too. I mean, I, I get. I mean, I I appreciated all the weird aliens and shit. You know, like I I I, lo- I like that cantina scene. You know, I like seeing all those weird aliens. But essentially, we recruit all these people. And they're all humans. Like you, show me all these weird aliens. You show me this cool kind of robot that's like Anthony
0: Hopkins. I think it was Anthony Hopkins, right? It's absolutely Anthony Hopkins. Yes.
1: Like, and, and you know there was even that soldier that in the beginning that kind of rebelled with, uh, with, with Korra. Sure. Uh, I'm like, what happened to them? <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. think that that inherently is my biggest problem here is that they started this as a part one. I think that breaks a rule here. Like that, it's like an unwritten rule. You can't start off with a part one, like a, a half a, a an incomplete thing. It, it, if you you do that as the second and third parts or something like that, you break the second one into into multiple parts. You can't start off breaking your initial story into multiple pieces. I, I, I mean, yes, you can plan a trilogy. Absolutely, this feels like half a movie. <laughs> Right, right. It's a very long half of a movie too. It's like it's like over two hours. It's two or two hours and fifteen minutes, maybe yeah. two. Uh, maybe it's two hours if you if you you know uh, if, you, if you make all the slow mo play at regular speed.
0: <laughs> oh man, man! All Brian wanted for Christmas was some movie criticism. Man, I wrote you were that just... down. I wrote that down to say that joke. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I. You know, it's funny. I actually don't mind the slow motion that much. Uh. Zack Snyder, we can talk about his filmography in a second, you know, but he makes movies that are, like, amazing for the trailers. You said you like this trailer. I didn't oh, really, really like this trailer. But Watchmen, I think we've said this on the channel, too, before. Like, Watchmen has one of the best trailers I've ever fucking seen. Hands right? Down. Yeah. And um, I watched this video. I, I should have shared it with you, man. But, like, um, if maybe if you get a chance after this, you're bored or whatever. Uh, Patrick Willems, who I love his YouTube channel. He does this thing where he basically talks about all of Zack Snyder's movies and he kind of defends him, even though Patrick Willems is not the kind of guy that would defend Zack Snyder. You know, he'd actually make fun of him usually. But Zack Snyder seems to really, really be inspired by the uh, Excalibur that came out in the 70s. Have you seen that movie? Ah, yeah. Okay. John Borman, I think, is the director. But like, but you've seen it, right, or no? Yeah, yes,
1: I, I mean not for a very long time, but yes.
0: I, I fucking love that movie too, and so maybe that's why I'm giving Snyder a little bit more of a pass. It's funny because uh Sophia Butella, she plays um Cora, that you've already mentioned before, but then her name, like when she's in the military, is Arthur Elius, which it's like, you know, King Arthur, Excalibur. Um, I think he's always trying to evoke this sort of epic feeling that's in that movie you know you know that that, i can't remember that piece of music i think it's it's wagner or whatever where it's like dun 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 that that song like that's in that fucking excalibur movie as part of the soundtrack and i think that like that's what Zack snyder's kind of aiming for um i've watched like these movie bob reviews i've listened to mr sunday talk about him and everyone kind of admits that snyder makes these amazing visuals but maybe he shouldn't necessarily write the script
1: i agree yeah um yeah i i think there are good visuals in this movie but i just think they overdid the slow-mo and i don't think the visuals were as striking as i was hoping for i, I think he's done better in the past
0: totally totally agree I, I, I a thousand percent agree actually i think that there's a lot of visuals that are like okay or like i mean not, they're okay based comparing them to his other works like, yes. they're, they're yeah. a lot better than the visuals that are in, like, the fucking shit that we usually cover on this channel, like the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, but there, there still is some really great stuff in this. Th- that one sequence, which is heavy on the slow mo, when we see Arthur Elias kind of like f- fighting people in-, in the war, and she's got short hair. Uh, when she has that flag at the end, I thought that was actually really cool when she like plants that flag. Yeah,
1: no, that was a very iconic, like, an iconic image, sort of thing that you'd see in. Uh, like war propaganda, honestly. And and that's kind of what it was. It was kind of like her telling her part of the story when she was a part of that army. Yes. Um, which, uh, another criticism to me, uh, going back to Star Wars, I mean, they really just put Nazi uniforms on stormtroopers.
0: <laughs> like that's what they did, right? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny because um, Snyder listed his influences for this movie, at least visually, and he included the heavy metal comic. And I can I can see that I can see yeah. that in this movie. I definitely see the influence of heavy metal. I think that heavy metal, which I'm pretty sure came out in the 70s, uh, you know, it featured a lot yeah. of artwork that's like kind of reminiscent of that, like sort of Pink Floyd, and, and like Mobius was a part of it. And there was always that kind of Nazi thing that was in it because the Nazis had played such a they had such an impact on Europe, right? So yeah. obviously they influenced these European artists in heavy metal and that's I feel like that's translated into this movie where it's like this kind of Nazi imagery um, well, and no, I, but, I mean re- what, I, what I really mean by that is, I mean stormtroopers in the
1: Empire are kind of modeled after that really but it's just a very uh, it, I mean I don't want to say it's deeper or something like that but it's like it's like weird it's like a weird reversal it's like stormtroopers are, are a, a, an offshoot of that but this is a copy of that but more like the thing it was inspired by it, right it like a weird choice to make i guess
0: yes yeah i mean it, it's when you do this kind of fantasy stuff which is like it's, it doesn't really have any kind of basis in reality but yet you use the imagery of something that is very real and very present in our modern world it, it does feel strange you know yeah. like and we could talk about that main villain in the movie too in a second but um there was one other thing i wanted to say oh okay so, I know that like Nazis, like their just their presence and their imagery has affected Europe. I know that like it really influenced uh Warhammer games and stuff because when you look at like the Imperium in there, they look very similar to the characters that are in this movie, like the bad guy side, yeah, y- you know. And and so, I actually like that because they've never really made a Warhammer live action anything. And this movie is about as close to it as you can get.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, it's especially interesting because, you know, I, I keep hearing rumblings of that Henry Cavill Warhammer thing at Amazon maybe not happening anymore.
0: Oh. So I'm
1: curious. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 man, Warhammer is just like that thing that I, I would love to get into, but I'm so terrified to get into. Yes. It feels like it's going to be a huge, huge cost. <laughs> I definitely can't get into another hobby.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, you've got some nice glass cases in your house, and that would be good to put your miniatures behind them, you know. But yeah, it's like a tedious thing, and it costs a lot of money. I I started it, and I spent a lot of money, and I still haven't fucking finished my figurines.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing—is like the the whole thing is you start you start an army, you start building it
0: and painting, and then you never play. (laughs) Right, right, essentially, right, right. So, so we kind of talked about the visuals and stuff. Um. Let, let's go to the story now so did you like to me sofia Batella didn't really look like herself in this movie did you did you feel that way um
1: i think she did i you know what i think she's a um a very unique looking person uh very attractive honestly um Agreed. and i think she's a good kind of person to kind of build something around i think she hasn't been really, really used as a main uh character before and I think this was a good, um, it was a good idea to, to attempt it at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think she does a good enough job. Uh, agreed. And I think the times where I think she struggled, it's it's not hard, it's the dialogue.
0: Yes. Uh, agreed. Her, the
1: dialogue is very exposition-y, very, oh, heavy, yeah. very yes. heavy, and yeah. I, think, I think pretty much everyone struggles with it because it's too, too much exposition. Right. Um, and I, so I, I don't think it was that old. And I, I have to point out that uh, my son Brandon, who watched, uh, he probably got through about half of it when we watched it. Uh, Good for he, him, he man. the acting was bad, and I was trying to explain to him like I think it's the, it's it's actually not the acting this time. It's what they're they're told to say. Um, but he, he he called out the acting. Uh, wow. Within within thirty or forty minutes or something like that.
0: So and we should point out to everyone how old is Brand, Brandon? Uh, he'll be eight in about oh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight year olds commenting on the acting. That's crazy. Uh yeah. But um I, I don't know where was I going with that afterwards? I don't We're know. We talk about how like there's so much exposition. Ooh, that you say that she's yeah. she's great, but like she suffers from the same thing that everyone else does. It's like this exposition dump because they're doing all this world building.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and, and the only person that didn't act well was, was Charlie <laughs> uh, Hano. I actually you know what? I, I had this some of the positives I found uh here, I actually really liked Ed Spryne as the villain, uh Atticus. He did a really good job, and um, the one thing that you, you know, he asked me what makes a movie Snydery is like that kind of weird edginess to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was some really weird, edgy, sexual stuff in this, and and I, you know, the second they released this movie, they they start start talking about, uh, you know, this not a, a, a you know a director's cut that's another hour long or something like that, and it's a totally different movie or something like that. And all I can imagine is there's a 15-minute sequence with those
0: tentacles. Yes. Yes. That's what I want, man. Nice and kinky. No, you know, it's funny because Danny and I talked about this before we recorded yesterday. He was saying, does, does, like, Snyder intentionally make things so that they'll be controversial? Like, does he does he set it up so that, like, now there has to be a director's cut or an unrated cut? Because one thing I noticed with this movie, too, is that it's very bloodless, like, there's a lot of, like, violence, but yeah. with the actual blood and stuff. Like, uh, so, you know, obviously, we're talking about spoilers. At one point, one of the characters, Gunner, takes a, like, a, a thing that's sort of like the weapon they use in uh, No Country for Old Men, where it just kind of shoots a mouse spike. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, is it called a cattle prod? No, rod? not a cattle prod. Um, uh, oh, my God, it's not
1: a cattle prod, cause that's just, like, a, a shot, like, a electric charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: it's gonna come to me as soon as you start talking again. So just... okay, perfect. So so anyway, uh, like they use that on Charlie Hunnam. They put it under his chin and just like shoot it up into his head, and all you just see is like his face, his eyes go wide, but that's not it. There's no like blood spurting out the top, and like you know, not getting brains or anything like that. Um, you know, people get shot in the head. People get shot multiple times, and there's just not really any blood. There's like burn marks and stuff. You, and people get limbs cut off. It's just at one point that fucking giant bird which i thought that whole sequence was kind of stupid the giant bird goes and attacks the guy that has captured it and like he puts this big claw on his body and you'd yeah. think that it would like rip him apart or like you know rip his head off or something but it's just like he just kind of goes oh like he's taking a shit yeah he got this you know i don't know yeah uh, that does be that bird sequence <laughs>
1: Um, you know, while I was watching it, I didn't think it was bad. Like, I'm like, okay, this is sort of interesting. But I thought they were implying that, like, the bird was going to go with him or something.
0: Yeah. And then when it doesn't, it's like, what the what the fuck is the point here? Yes. It gave me giant bird blue balls, you know? Yeah. I, yes, it yes. did. Yes. Yes, because you, you think that, like, when he goes to leave, you think that the guy that owns it is going to be mean to it. And then the other, the guy who's like a prince, he's secretly a prince too, that guy he's going to like call him and then they're going to bring it on the ship. But they don't do that.
1: Again, going back to the whole part one thing, like those characters are introduced and they literally do nothing. Nothing afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not a single
1: character does anything of note the rest of the movie. And I think that's such a disservice to making a movie. Like this needed to be a complete thing off
0: the bat. And they, they did not do that good job of it. Well, well, Ray Fisher dies. He kind of has this, like, sort of epic... Oh, Ray Fisher? Yeah, doesn't that blow your mind once you figure that out? Holy shit, I didn't know that. He, he was the okay, guy... Yeah, the no, Re- so yeah,
1: him worst of all, honestly, he shows up, he's this rebel leader, and then, I mean, he kind of does have a cool death scene. I mean, I, I guess on paper, you know, he jumps up and does a slow-mo, like, <laughs> spear stab at a side gun on this big ship, yeah. and it somehow destroys the entire ship. Yes. You know, that was going to destroy the, the peasant villas that are trying to protect um, and I guess it was but it, it was it happened so quickly after we we meet him you know? yes it, it's like it, you know th- there was no weight attached to it really I guess you know
0: yeah he's introduced and it's supposed to be that he's badass and then the very next scene they're betrayed and he yeah yeah Um. so that okay that's another thing that really bothered me in the movie too was he takes out that gunner who's essentially like it's a side gunner on the side of this like flagship of this Imperium, and somehow taking out the gunner makes the whole ship crash?
1: Well, he he hits some lever as his like last dying act. And I'm like, why are there controls to fly the ship on the fucking bottom side of it? That's like you know if if you were fly if Luke could fly the Millennium Falcon from the gunner pit,
0: you know? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, it's like Charlie Hunnam's accent and then that. That's what bothered me the most. Yeah. But um, I just, I want to mention a couple of things, uh, and then I want to do our rankings. But I actually really liked Sophia Batella in this. I, I liked Ray Fisher, even though he's barely in it. So this movie is very interesting because it is chock full of Game of Thrones actors. Uh, who else was in Game of Thrones in this? Okay,
1: so oh, here's well, the... We, we have Daria Naharis, obviously. Dar- dario and harris number three <laughs> wait a minute. wait and scribe was also dario Naharis. oh my god
0: <laughs> right 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 you literally oh, have that, two dario and harris that's
1: a great moment to capture live
0: <laughs> yes 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 i was gonna make that point you have two guys that have played dario Nahars in this one movie holy shit and and they're both obsessed with um sophia Batella, you know yeah so Ed Screen yeah right and he was also in um uh Deadpool the first one too yes he was um oh my
1: god I forgot who he was I mean he was the villain obviously I don't remember and he was someone so
0: did you recognize um Carrie Ells in uh Ajax is the guy who's in uh Deadpool Ajax yes yes okay uh did you recognize Carrie Ells he was the king no that's what it says in the Wait, what, the, the
1: one that was the, the one the slain king.
0: Yeah, 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 the slain king. Interesting.
1: Um, no, I, I did not notice that, and uh, I was also I, I probably should just looked it up. I was we were kind of debating if the that the the village elder was uh Corey Stoll. It
0: is Corey Stoll, yeah. It is Corey Stoll, okay. Yeah, yeah, but there's other people like Jenna Malone. She's that spider monster lady. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, well, she's okay. just
1: kind of regular. I mean, she was in um, she was in Sucker Punch and Man of Steel, right? I don't think Man of Steel. She Not was Steel. in. Um... She's in more than one of his movies. Right. She's definitely in Sucker Punch.
0: Right, right, right. I can't remember what the other thing is, but I don't think it's Man of Steel. Um, so then, I was gonna say. I don't know who Duna Bay is. She's the... She's Nemesis. She's the one with the swords. Okay. And they say she's a cyborg. I, I didn't realize... I, I mean, I'm assuming that she's, like, part robot, part... Yeah. Robot. At
1: one point, she gets uh, her arm stabbed by the spider, and you kind of see some cybernetic parts on her arm. So, I mean, but that, that's as much as they let on there, I think.
0: Yeah. um, th- There's a guy named Ray Porter. He's the, the guy that has the bird. He, like, owns the bird at first. Okay. Uh, and, um... The only reason why I'm bringing up Ray Porter is because I love him as a narrator for audiobooks. He's narrated a bunch of Scott Sigler books and other, like Jonathan Mayberry books. And I love him as a narrator. He's a really good book narrator. He um, was Darkseid's voice in The Snyder Cut. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's the farmer guy or whatever that gets killed by the bird. Um, And then Jamon Hansu, we should mention him. Yeah. It's weird because. He's talked about so much in this movie, but he really doesn't have much of a role in this first no, part. Uh, he's talked about this as being this great general, and um,
1: and I mean he he was pretty he got pretty ripped for this role. It looks like too. Yeah. Uh, and then he he just he shaves his beard that and and then that's kind of it. Like he doesn't even really say anything. Like like he shoots some guys in the last scene, I guess. But yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It's like you assemble this group of like leaders to to fight for this peasant village. And again, I'm coming back to that point again. It's just the, the, the overall goal of this movie was, it's just not
0: a good one. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not an interesting enough premise. Right. <laughs> I I've never seen seven samurai. I've never seen magnificent, magnificent seven, but I think that like in those movies, I'm assuming you have characters that are just sort of very skilled, amazing warriors, but they're not necessarily like revolutionaries. And I yeah. think that that's the problem here is that essentially like you're putting together this team that would essentially try to overthrow this empire at one point too.
1: Yeah. I, they just need to, they needed to, and maybe they'll do this in a second part. They needed to kind of grow the scale of whatever rebellion they're trying to put together here. Um, I, I, although maybe that's just copying star Wars too much. Right. Um, you know, Right. but right. Uh, I, I guess that's an issue here. And just going back to a previous point, uh Gentleman wasn't in Man of Steel. She was in uh, Batman v. Superman. I have no idea who the fuck she was. Uh, I lost it. Where is it? Yeah, uh, I don't know who she who was, was either. Janet
0: Clyburn? No oh, idea. Oh, yes. Fam- like Famous her. comic book character Janet Clyburn. No, Janet. <laughs> Janet, okay. I don't even know who the fuck that is. We'll have to look that up. Um, yeah. Maybe she was like a lab assistant or something. to Lex Luthor. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? i mean there's things that i like though i did like there's sort of like these little vignettes and i did like the sequence with nemesis and the spider woman i like that sequence when they're in that saloon and there's that sort of like that brain creature that's almost like starro and, and it's using that guy to talk for it i actually yeah really- no
1: that was a cool like alien scene in, in most isolated I, I i i enjoyed that scene i enjoyed seeing that kind of like world world building i guess you know yeah with yeah the racist and then they just like don't they just give us all humans
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but there is good world building. Like I like when they have the bounty hunters and they have these things that like essentially like bound you and then you're awkwardly held yeah, up. Did,
1: it kind of like Scorpionock, but like a torture chamber version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I really, kind of I dug it. that. But uh, you know, I, I also have to make it, I, you know, I mentioned before how it was weird to have a peasant village and then have like all this sci-fi stuff elsewhere um, you know, they also go to 300 World to to rescue General Titus, too. So it's like another kind of like weird, like, like
0: setting, like, that just didn't match up. Yes, yeah, it, it, it's weird because you know, I, I for the thumbnail, I compare it to three things I compare it to Star Wars, Warhammer, but then I also throw in Jupiter Ascending. Have you seen that one? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it, it feels a little like Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> And it feels like they're kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, I, I want to point out, because I don't know if anyone's going to say this in any of their reviews. But at one point, when they go to that planet where they're betrayed, I felt like the CGI looked like really, really bad on that planet. Uh, I, I I didn't think the CG...
1: It wasn't terrible overall. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the... Like the... Uh, um, like the wide shots are like all this, the God, I can't think of the actual film term. It is um, um, just like all the background shots, all, all the ships and the cities. I didn't think it looked that great overall.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I, I, like I've seen much better in, in lesser scale productions. I, I, I would think, Um, but yeah, I would agree with, with you completely there.
0: Yeah. There was something, I don't know what they were trying to do with that particular planet. It was kind of like a lot of fog and it was at night and this, this, the, uh like buildings were all lit up like it looked kinda of like New York City or look like an album cover. But it, it like the CGI in that one part looked like something out of like a gunship video or something like that. Which like gunship videos are cool, but you know, not Netflix two hundred million dollar movie cool. Yeah. Uh I felt the
1: the last sequence felt very much like um that kind of base in rogue one where uh um G- uh, what's her name? Generso. G- G- Generso's dad was like working. The, the, yeah. The it looked
0: very much like that planet. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. That's that's yeah. That makes sense. Uh, did you think that uh, that guy Atticus Noble had died when he fought Sophia Uh Yes, and I'm glad he didn't. I I, I
1: liked him. I I hope he comes back. I mean, it seems like they were almost kind of. I thought they were gonna Darth Vader him like on the spot there when they were setting under <laughs> <with> that machine. <laughs> i'm right. like, yes, okay cool yeah i want to see, see nazi darth vader
0: <laughs> i'm not going to use that as a soundbite i promise okay thank you but <laughs> but uh even that that sequence though i actually really love that sequence i love that sequence where he's in that sort of embryo and he's got the two sets of tubes and one is like blue and one is red i thought that was like really cool yeah
1: no th- that was a cool visual I-, I i think there's a lot of like interesting looking visuals in this movie it's just i i feel like it was just like a patchwork of cliches otherwise you know oh Uh, oh, absolutely and and, you know maybe there'll be some redemption as they they kind of flesh it out better in a part two Uh, is it just part two is it part three Uh, i have no
0: idea at this point they might try to make more but it's just set for part one and part two okay um
1: yeah yeah we'll see like i I feel like you know it sounds like i really uh, i'm really dogging this movie here but um I, I, I don't want to want to really judge it until I've seen both parts, because I, I don't feel like it was a complete movie.
0: Okay, okay. Well, um, you know, I, I'm assuming then that it doesn't make your top five for our channel this year. It does not. I, I would
1: actually exclude it, I think, because I don't feel it's a complete thing. Much like I, I, I won't include Invincible, because it's not complete. Um, oh, fuck. Which is mess up my up mind. Whole-
0: that's totally okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, you really <laughs> fucked up my list. Then, in that case. No, I, I like I I think very very
1: highly of Invincible, but um, I I, I want to see the whole complete thing before I count it. Like I I'll have to count that out of next year for me personally. Okay. 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 Just like we didn't count Doom Patrol last year because uh, we only got half of it.
0: Um, fuck. I, or maybe I can change my list like last minute, real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 change it.
0: Okay, okay, okay. you set your own
1: uh, rules for it? Go for it. Just explain them. Explain okay. why.
0: Uh, all right. Well, well. basically, I'll, I'll tell everybody the rules. For us, for our, what we cover, because we cover very specific things, Um Brian and I just basically came up with the top five <laughs> for things that we reviewed on our channel. So it had to be yeah. things that came out in 2023, and they were on our channel. And there wasn't
1: enough stuff that we covered to do. I mean, I guess we could have did top five TV and movies, but – there's not enough to really make it feel worthwhile I, I feel like when you make a list it has to be a challenge uh, yeah. you have to you have to feel like oh god i can't believe i'm leaving this off that has to do something uh, about it to drive it along otherwise you're use ranking things I, I i guess we do that often anyway but <laughs> right, um, <laughs> right 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 i feel like we should do something a little bit different for you know the the end of the year and make it maybe a little more interesting yes it's like oh <laughs> shit he left that off or he put that on Yes, yes. I I know you're going to laugh at me when when you see what I put on.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Why don't we do yours last since we did mine last for the DC? Sounds good. Okay. I I just radically changed my list because of your thing that you just said about Invincible. Okay. So I added something that wasn't on it at the very bottom here. So I put Gen V as my fifth.
1: All right. Can I say that that's also my number five? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Brian, it's it's just gonna be. I'm gonna say the thing, and then you're gonna be like, "That's mine too." You know, it's it, you'll see. I'm, I'm gonna uh, with one exception, I think. Oh fuck. Okay, well, this next one is probably the exception because okay. I think on this channel, this for this whole year of 2023, I pretty much made every single video with you, of which we're up to video number 192 at this point. Nice. Um, but I didn't cover the Doctor Who specials with you. I covered them with Mike Bongiorno. From Pop Culture Man Children. So that's actually my number four.
1: Okay. So that's not my list because I did not see it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Then my number three is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Okay. My number two, then, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. And then my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.
1: Okay. So some similarities. Uh, One, Well, the one difference that I mentioned before and one other difference. So uh, I do have Gen V number five. Uh, I, I do want to say like invincible one hundred percent would have been on this had it been finished. Um that's that's really a technicality. So that's gets an honorable mention, I guess. Yes. Uh, number four, actually have Loki. Um, I season two, I, I was so surprised by, especially the end of that show. Um, especially comparing it with the other MCU shows, which i we we kind of all collectively feel are. Kind of like middle of the road kind of stuff and we'd like to see more of it. i think that really struck a chord with me and i really appreciated it uh yeah. at number three i have across the spider-verse so nice very similar there and two i have guardians three so we have that in the same order and this is where you're gonna just roll your eyes and maze because i put transformers in number one.
0: Oh boy <laughs> I know, I know.
1: Technically speaking, uh, other things were better. I just, I, I always have to go with things that I have a feeling about, and I, I do. I, I, I have a bias. I 100% is a biased number one pick, but look behind me. Look at my fucking shirt. There should be no surprises.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I consider putting it on my list too, and um, I maybe could have swapped it out with Gen V because I, I think that I got – a lot of enjoyment from that movie. I just don't think that like it was as of the same quality as the rest of the things that are on this list. I, uh, I
1: I can I can say that I can agree with that. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then just I mean just to reveal it too, Invincible was my number one. But then when you said the thing about it not being complete, I took it so off. Were, were you, so you swapped in Gen V at the end. I did. Okay. And I, I thought I thought very
1: strongly about uh, Ninja Turtles as well. Uh, but that ultimately I, I it probably would have been a number six for me okay okay
0: yeah i i thought about doom patrol too just because it was like the end and i love the Doom Patrol show but i didn't necessarily think that that last season was like it at its peak
1: uh no I, there were some really strong moments for it but I, I think it again it suffered from being half at the end of last year and half you know three quarters of the way through this year um yeah. had it had we watched that straight through um maybe it could have fared a little better um and and, yeah, I mean, everything else, I mean, there's not much else I would say uh, yeah, that's really kind of it that, that I would say that, that was kind of in contention,
0: yeah. Would you say that this was a mediocre, bad or good year for comic book adaptations? Uh, I think
1: I think there were some some very high highs. I, I think. Across the Spider Verse and Guardians are very, very good, top tier movies, um, and and you know, let, you know, I, I like I said, Loki surprised me. Uh, I think Gen V was very good, but other than that, um, I I, I want to say it's a little subpar. There's a lot of mediocre stuff and things that weren't good. But, you know, we, we talked about um, you know the other Marvel shows that this year was Secret Invasion, which we didn't really like very Ooh. much. Oof. Um, and Raff. wasn't there another one? I uh, guess Marvel- Mandalorian* season three was pretty good overall. It was a yeah. little bit more mixed, I think. But then you know the movies that, that came out this year: *Quantumania*, uh, *Shazam* two, also *The Flash*, *Blue Beetle*, *The Marvels*, and I kind of and, and *Aquaman*, which we just reviewed. Um, you know, I, I kind of did like the Marvels, um, but it's maybe a, a little better than average, I guess. Okay. No, so yeah, I, I think it was pretty much like there's, there's those three bright spots, three or four bright spots, and everything else is pretty subpar. Okay? Yeah. And it's and funny because we're year, uh, next year, man, I, I don't know what's going to go on next year with
0: a statement like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because uh, there isn't any DC movies at all. And then there's one Marvel movie, right? Well, there's two Sony movies. <laughs> oh. So, so next year we have. um we
1: don't Madame. have a dc movie we, we, we'll have crisis on infinite earths um, we'll have that the Tomorrow animated version potentially we will have uh creature commandos which I, I don't remember it's a show or a movie at this point um, i think it's a show it's a show okay so we have madam web which is probably the next movie um and then the craven and deadpool 3 oh that's god. it god oh god we're going to have to find some gap fillers next year quite a yeah. few of them uh,
0: I don't know. There will I'm be some
1: Star Wars shows. Uh, the, the, there's going to be the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Um, I, I don't think they'll, there's not going to be a Mandalorian next year. And I, I mean, if the rumors are true, that might even be just become a movie. Season four, maybe a movie. Wow. Um, and we're not getting any proper MCU movies here. Uh, I mean, I guess then Deadpool sort of. Um, but I feel like that's going to be more of a wrap up of Fox than,
0: and maybe a, a
1: tie in sort of to the MCU rather than a actual mcu movie
0: uh, we're in a sad state if the main comic book movies of the year are made by sony set in yeah. that fucking horrible spider-man without spider-man universe yeah oh god you know i, I saw the madam webb trailer when i went to go see aquaman and i, I there was this couple next to me this young couple and uh the girl when she saw the title card come up she was just like madam webb and it, it, for the first time, it hit me like just how fucking stupid that title sounds, too. Yeah, it
1: does. Uh, I mean, especially uh, when I hear Man of Web, I think of the old lady version. Right. You know, I, I don't think of it. And, and that, that's that's who Dakota Johnson is playing. She's not playing Jennifer Carpenter because Sidney right. Sweeney is playing Jennifer Car- Carpenter.
0: Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a Spider-Man
1: big... movies without Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. At least we didn't get that Aunt May Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that is our discussion of Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, plus our top five each um, for 2023. Brian's saying there's not a lot of stuff to cover in 2024, but I'm sure that we can dig up some real great comic book adaptations. But guys, thank you so much for watching. We hope that you had a good Christmas. We hope that you have a good and happy new year. And we will see you guys again in 2024. All right.